There we go. Um, all right. So I spoke to my friend Pete DeLuca of Pete's Basement. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to be down. It's just going to be like in two weeks. He'll be down to record. And we're probably going to talk about the subject matter of comics today and Secret Wars because it'll be ending about next week. So that's something to talk about. Um, you and I, what are we going to talk about today? Oh, goodness. There's so many things. Just I've talk about Star Wars. Just fucking just pull that trigger. Just We could talk about Star Wars. Just, just Star Wars yeah, and just... everything sci-fi related. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. I'm your freak of the weekend. I'm the freak of the weekend. Bigger than any weekend. Pull myself up for free. Break my neck in Hastings. I'm your freak of the weekend. Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. The Force Awakens. I awoke. Star Wars. It awoke Nothing my but Star Wars. <laughs> it awoke my wallet to the sum of lots of money. Yeah, I had to take my um, take my niece and nephew to see that. Also, that was expensive because mm-hmm. they wanted to see the 3D version. Oh man, it was such a ride. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I regret nothing. Just, just to full disclosure, right off the top, I. Heartily enjoyed Star Wars The Force Awakens. I think we need to start at this point and say this is not a spoiler-free conversation. This conversation is going to be full to the brim with spoilers. One more time, people. This will be chock full of Star Wars The Force Awakens Episode 7 spoilers. Tons of spoilers. Nothing but spoilers. No, 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 no. If you have not seen it, do not listen. See it, then listen. Yes, if you have not seen Star Wars, what's wrong with you? Go see it, and then come back and listen to us. Hear what we okay. have to say. I think we've done due diligence. All right. They've been warned, They've been warned many times. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Run, save yourself. <laughs> okay, anyway, dude. Okay, so this movie opens up. It's like, boom, Luke's gone. Oh, my God. That, immo- that immediately got rid of the whole... Is Kylo Ren really Luke Skywalker thing? You know, that immediately killed that. That is nope. No, he's not Luke Skywalker. And the movie saves you, spends no time wasting on who he, who Kylo Ren is. Mm-hmm. What's his relation to everything? Oh, my God. Um, first, right off the bat, I want to get out of the ambiguous things because there's a lot of different opinion because I remember, um, I think um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson said that these guys need some lightsaber training. Right? I want to tell Samuel right off the bat, Samuel, in the prequels, your fight was the only one that had any kind of emotion in it. Everybody else had a dance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even Ben and Anakin was just like, okay, they're, they're clashing weapons. They're yelling at each other. Now they're swinging at each other. And now they're just floating at each other. Now they're climbing at each other. It was just 16 minutes of just spectacle. Instead of, I, I didn't, most of, the, most of the saber fights in the prequels, you didn't feel any emotional drive in the fight. People were dancing and not fighting. They've got laser swords in their hands. Flipping is not the smart thing to do, let's be honest. And in the end, they show you flipping is not the smart thing to do because you just unless, lose limbs. Unless you're Ben and you're hanging off something in a pit. Uh, he stopped flipping oh, after that movie, too, because he was like, oh, this is nonsense. Um... Yeah, the the lightsaber fights were the lightsaber fight at the end was just guttural. It was just dirty. It was just, urgh. he just was beating the crap out of them. 
Like he. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me, I'm let me ask go- you this question. Hold on, because there's so much, so much ground to cover. What were your high points? Like, what really, like, you had that wow reaction to? Well, I'm in my wow reaction when Kylo Ren got shot by the bowcaster from Chewbacca, the bowcaster that they clearly show in every other shot, send everybody to their maker unquestioningly. He takes it, mans up, and says, you know what, I'm going to go beat two people in the snow now. All right, so for everybody who says Kylo Ren was a punk, no, it's quite the opposite. Kylo Ren was the opposite of a punk. He took, some, he took a shot from a weapon that shot near two stormtroopers and killed them. <laughs> All right? Because there's a scene on the planet, Maz Kanata's planet, where Han opens fire on two stormtroopers. That's when he first shoots the bowcaster on Maz Kanata's planet. He's like, let me get that. And he shoots at the stormtroopers, and he hits the ground in front of them, and they both fly away. The movie went out of its way to say, hey, this is what the bowcaster does. This is what the bowcaster does. And you're like, huh, that's an interesting in-joke. No, it was for the purpose of showing you um, Kylo Ren's about to get shot by that, and he's going to ignore it. As he walks out there and he goes and fights two people who have laser swords. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In the freezing cold. After he done murked out somebody. After he got shot <clears throat> by Chewie with the bowcaster, mm-hmm. which repeatedly, as you said, was shown to blow shit up really good. Oh, the meanest shot that they did with that bowcaster was the point-blank range shot when they came into the place. That stormtrooper's chest landed in pieces. <laughs> it landed in pieces. You heard Lego bits fall over the place. He turned into a Lego stormtrooper. <laughs> but, but, but my scene for me, like visually, one, like I'll go down the list starting from the beginning. Visually, the scenes for me was... Um, uh, whatchamacallit, when Kylo stopped that blaster bolt midair and he confronted um, um, uh, Poe Dameron and then the movie set the tone for what it was when Poe Dameron's like, uh, alright, do you talk first or do I talk first? It set the tone because at the moment the tone was like, oh my god this is dark. No, no, no this is still Star Wars. <laughs> alright. Some see, of the high points for me were Oh, I'm not done yet. We'll go back and forth. Go on. Some of the high points for me were, um, of course, the lightsaber battle, as you said. That's 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 a biggie. Anytime There's a specific you point in the lightsaber fight that was a, that was a mm-hmm. thing for me. Um, the ship combat, what that there was, Poe Dameron in particular, just showing what one really phenomenal pilot can do anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, because they always said Luke was a great pilot, but he just kind of didn't get destroyed like like everybody else. But Poe was obviously a very great pilot. And the moments of sort of, uh, I guess when in particular it's uh, Finn and uh, Ray in the ship, them having those sort of interactions with the ship, more Ray than Finn, but uh, basically uh, her fixing the ship or adjusting the ship or addressing issues that are decades old with that ship. Yeah. And, and the look on Han's face going, huh. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it, it was fun. It was, it was it was a nod, an homage to the original stuff, and how the thing would just turn off, and Chewie would have to go in the back and start banging around on it. And she's like, yeah, no, I just I just pulled out the damn bad motivator. It's a bad, bad motivator. The compressor, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I bypassed the compressor. And he's like, oh, huh. okay, yeah. Um, and the two biggest moments are... Because she tooled around with more junk than he ever did. Like, literally, she was tooling around with his junk. That was, the ship was junk. The ship is junk, people. Get your minds out of the gutter. Um, Han 
they don't it's so subtle how they nod how amazing han is and it's really in two huge moments three but i won't get into that just yet <laughs> you talking the, about the hyperspace jump exactly <laughs> one is a jump from inside of another ship out into hyperspace right out of the box without flying away and then jumping to hyperspace which he and made yet, a big deal about not being easy to do in the in the early movie because it's, it's not like dustin krupp's kid <laughs> you know thing exactly um and the second one was uh hyperdriving right into a planet's atmosphere and pretty much trying not to smash right into a planet because so the gravity of the planet skills. will pull you in they made that clear in several cartoons yeah. and fiction yeah and and it had shield so i was just like my god if people just take a moment to realize how ridiculously amazing that is yeah he can't talk to people about that like when leia said how are you going to do it he's like i can't tell you yeah you don't you don't better better you don't ask because everybody's going to convince me not to do it (laughs) you know but i got this um and lastly chewy like i appreciated and enjoyed chewy's interactions more this go around i think There, there seemed to be a bit more uh back and forth between chewy and other characters and that kind of covers me, I guess, without going into the like the super spoiler. Finn was so true blue for me. He was so true blue. It was just he wasn't a great character whatsoever. It's his first mission out, and he's like, you know what? I don't want to shoot a bunch of helpless people. That was his thing. I don't want to shoot a bunch of helpless people. Soldiers, I'll shoot the hell out of them. But I don't want to shoot a bunch of helpless people who are captured and downed already. I don't want to do that. Um, my other moment was oh yeah, like all the ship battles. It was the ship battles were all new in this Star Wars because all of them were in atmosphere ship battles. All the ship battles we had seen up until this moment were in space, but these were all in atmosphere. So the the, the scenery was just different. It looked beautiful the way it was done. Um, I loved I loved Ray's confidence, not confidence, mixed with her uh, 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 her her naive touches on trust and other things because she did just trust easy. Um. Han's skill was ridiculous. Like, his blind shot at a stormtrooper, like, instinct just made him shoot the other way. And that's when this guy will be behind me. And he just shot him. And he's like, oh, yeah, there was a guy there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Again, he's been doing this a while, man. Han, Han was one of my favorite, uh, several of my favorite moments in this movie. But one of my prize moments, right, notwithstanding the lightsaber bait and switch, right, um, was at the point where Rey... And Kylo Ren are wrestling with each other in the snow. This is what I mean by the lightsaber fight got really guttural. All the fancy stuff went away. Like, she can't really fight with the saber. That's obvious. She focused and she was able to stand on his own because she called upon the force and it helped her fight the injured guy. You know, because she spent the whole fight running from him. But then she turned the tables on him and it came down to that even with the focus, she wasn't going to outdo him. So she had to wrestle him using physically and use the force so that she could out-wrestle him and take down his saber out of his hand. That it just it was a beautiful shot, and I I don't I heard that the stunt sabers they used in this actually lit up and 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 and, and got brighter when they clashed sabers, and that affected the lighting so beautifully that it made it a very unique lightsaber fight. Also, the drama with Kylo Ren as a character, watching a villain from the early stages in his in this points, it's like this is what Anakin should have been. He should have been torn. He should have had that emotion. But Adam Driver, I didn't find him emo because the only time he ever like complained in any way was by himself. He wasn't complaining to anybody. He, he walked like a peacock around everybody else. <clears throat> Until she, and he, and he had that confidence all the way through. 
until he pushed her and pushed her and then felt the force in her and that activated her and she pushed back. Okay, so... They brought back the way the force used to be where it was more of a mystic, intuitive thing. It was a callback. I, I, I think at this point... Um, because and I think still, they went out of their way to make it clear that she is very powerful in the force. She is extremely powerful in the force. Um, they only just, say it three times, right? Just raw <laughs> baseline strength in the force. Um, so if you've just seen it and you've been watching all the, the trailers for the show and stuff like that and heard people talking about it, and they're considerate, um, one of the big swerves of this movie is the fact that she is pound for pound the most uh, amazing force user, lightsaber wielder, potential Jedi. I wouldn't say lightsaber wielder. She did suck in the fight. Until she didn't. Until she didn't. Yeah, it's like literally use a switch. And you see yeah, it, but, and but after that. seeing it again, um, she focused and made three solid swings at him and then finally clipped him and threw him off. He lost what it was. It was more he lost focus on holding himself up from his from his wound because she doesn't actually hit him at that point. He collapses and holds his side where he's injured. Oh, he I lost, he lost I focus. But again, she's untrained completely. As far as we know, yeah. Yeah, as far as they tell us, yes. As, as far as as far as we from just the movie in and of itself, she's untrained completely, and that was what was astonishing. The movie was her hype machine. Now, this what this movie also does is leave a lot of questions. A, now, first, a, I want to say the movie's not. Uh, first, I want to say like the original movies, it's not a perfect movie. Because like the original Star Wars movies, watch my mouth, it's not. A perfect movie. It's not. No, there are perfect movies. Yeah, but there are no perfect movies. But it is a fun and enjoyable movie. There are amazing movies, which I think the first Star Wars is. Yes. It was those were groundbreaking. They they also had the bonus of being first. I think the strength of the first one comes from the fact that he leaned so heavily on a lot of other really good ideas and integrated them very well. Oh, uh, this movie does that a lot. Primarily, <laughs> uh, the hero's journey. Yes. Um, and Luke is a very amazing uh, protagonist. That said, she, she being uh, Ray, gets her own sort of spin at uh, filling those shoes and that lightsaber. Um, I liked her a lot. Uh, I liked almost... Actually, there's a character that I didn't like. I will say personally, I feel like there was a lot of uh, potential room for development character-wise that could have been put in development that seems to have gone other places. Um, I would have liked to have gotten some more uh, backstory, but I think ultimately it's purposeful that they didn't. Um, and I get it. Still, I would have liked to have gotten a few more answers about what exactly happened in between uh, episode six and episode seven. Yeah, instead of having to read like outside fiction to get all that information. But I guess that's part and parcel with the Star Wars, right? I mean, it's a criticism of sorts. I mean, like you said, it's not going to be a perfect movie. And odds are, if they tried to fill all this stuff in, it'd probably be, you know, a Lord of the Rings-type jaunt through space. Uh, needless to say, um, when one one thing that the movie lends favor to that um, it definitely has over the prequels, when I sat kids through the prequels, they always fall asleep. Um, they couldn't fall asleep during this movie. This movie keeps them going the whole time. It doesn't really slow down. Doesn't really slow down at all. Um, I think what the best thing I could do is if there are people listening who 
are just kind of hearing some stuff and trying to make a decision whether to go and see it or not, uh, I will voice my like and dislike and then just sort of poke at uh, everything in between. Uh, one, I liked that this is, in essence, very much a, a torch passing kind of movie. Um, it recognizes that the original, the, some of the fans of the original stuff want to have their characters recognized and part of this this journey, this story, and two, that they need to sort of hand it off to another generation of adventurers and you know good doers, uh, do gooders, uh, to save the galaxy because you know you can only do it for so long. So in many ways, I think what I appreciated most was Han comes off as, um, I'm going to do this thing, but I'm going to give you the tools to do it. Because you're gonna, someone else is gonna have to do this. You know, I've done, we've done our part. We saved the galaxy. We've done this and that. It's your turn. It's your time. Do what you can. I think that was the overall sort of feel I got uh, from Han's story in this. Um, like when he puts the gun in her hand and he's like here, and she's like, I know how to use it. He goes, I know. Yeah, he, she's like, I know how to take care of myself. Because he's like, here's a blaster, and she's like, I don't need this. I know how to take care of myself. He's like, that's why I'm giving it to you. Exactly. Um. And the other thing he said was uh, uh, killing isn't the hard part with a gun. Um, there's more to it than that. There's, says. there's more to it than just that. And, you know, it's, it was those little small bits that come from Han uh, to the other characters. That's basically Han going, hey, man, this is what I got. Do oh, with it what you will. On a side note, something we were saying earlier, Bo, and mm -hmm. um, this could be edited out if um, Lex wants to take it out. This was something because I did watch it after I spoke to you again because I had to take the niece and nephew. Um, Kylo never says to her, I feel it too. He never says that. Are you sure? Positive. I'm gonna, you're gonna make me watch it again. I'm positive when she's he in never the says chair, that. No, he says, I feel it too. No, he never says that. I waited. He never says that. He says, Oh, I see it. I see it because he's talking about seeing into her mind and then eventually leads to talking about seeing an island. He never says, I feel it too. I'll I, you know what? You're making it easy for me to just go watch it at least one more time. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, but I'm almost positive I did. In any event, um, so what Mike and I are talking about on the the surface here, without getting too technical into details and what we talked about, um, a lot of people have a lot of theories after watching it. First My before, best theory, I just want to say, is just wait for the next movie. <laughs> and probably the simplest answer is the best one, because I personally think it's A-B simple. Uh, someone had a kid, that kid was taken from someone by the other parent and dropped off somewhere by the other parent with the parent's intention to completely return. And something happened and the other parent didn't return. So, Plain and a, simple. Lot, <laughs> a lot of people had a lot of ideas going into the movie before they even watched it. Uh, very sort of like theoreticals. Is Kylo Ren Luke Skywalker? Is he dark side? This, that, and the other. Um, even right down to, is Finn Lando's boy? Yeah. Um... That, that all got pretty much bunked across the board. First of all, it gets ridiculous if everybody's related to the, everybody else. Just because he's black does not make him Lando Calrissian's son. There is like two black guys in the entire Star Wars galaxy. Mike. I'll have you know there are five, six. There are six guys. <laughs> six. There are five, six. Six guys. Them huts are gangsters. Yep. There was, there was, there was um, all, of the, all of every version of the Queen's bodyguard. <laughs> from the prequels there was Lando and there was two pilots um there, there was also uh, there was also two pilots um in um the, the the return of the Jedi you know that were black so, so this guy could be related to all of five guys in the galaxy I don't know in the force awakens the galaxy actually seems a lot more diverse thank you 
Um, <laughs> I kid just just to get that covered. I kid. It's it's one of those things where uh, several decades old worth of movie and diversity is a, is a thing. Yeah, whitewashing um, happens. Man. I got I got my wish. This is like the I can't. You I can't did my, go my into, genus. You were grumpy when you saw the trailers. And Finn, I, I, I'm going to say this right off the bat. He saw the trailers, and when he saw Finn with the lights, he was like, oh, another dude with a saber? Don't we have a female main character? He was, like, so dying to see a woman with a lightsaber in the movie. And what did I say, Bo? Just wait. Just wait. I didn't know. I said, just wait. It could easily be a bait and switch. They could both use a lightsaber. Who knows? And who was right, Bo? You were. You had it. They both used a lightsaber. And, and, I, and, I, and I still stick with this. Just wait till the next movie. These things are going to be coming out every year. Granted, next year is not a continuation of this one. It's an anthology piece. It is an anthology. They'll be doing Rogue. Rogue, Rogue One. Rogue One. Star Wars, an anthology story. Rogue One. And it's this one I'm interested in, not to get off subject, but getting off subject. Rogue One takes place before Episode Four, before the Battle of Yavin, before the introduction of Luke Skywalker and the Death Star. It takes place... Um, it's a it's a rogue team of guys who are put together to get the the, the plans from the death of the de- of the cre- of, for the Death Star and get it in the hands of Princess Leia on the Tentive Four. Yeah, I'm a Star Wars geek. I, I knew the name of the ship. I don't have to Google any of this stuff. <laughs> you hear me, Bo? Yes. Yes. Um, I know this Star Wars very well. Yes, I do. <laughs> This is a thing. We're going to have years of Star Wars to go through. J.J. Um, Abrams already is apparently having uh, some regrets about not doing this one, com- the next Star Wars coming up. Yeah, because he eight. just read the script for 8, and he was like, oh, damn it, I wish I was directing this. The guy who did Looper is the one directing the episode 8, which um, that guy is really good for let's hand-wavy the science, which is really good for Star Wars because you... You do not want to ever get into the science of a Star Wars movie. It is hardly a science fiction movie. I know some people are like, oh, how could you say such things? No, Star Wars is not science fiction. It is science fantasy at best because any bit of science fiction that has space wizards kind of throws the science fiction out the window. Star Wars has space wizards. Star Wars has big, gigantic, fiery explosions in the vacuum of space. Star Wars has... Uh, Starfighters screaming through space with with repeated sounds and Wilhelm screams exploding out into the vacuum of space. Yeah, it's it, no, no, no. Now, there are so many theories that abound after watching it. A lot of people are going to want to watch it at least a couple of times, to like because I had to watch it at least twice. I'll probably yeah, watch it a third time because the, the first watching. I'm suffering. I was suffering the scrutiny of um, is this because uh, uh, I, I could have been in denial. Is it bad? And I just don't know it because that's what the prequels did to me. And the second viewing, you're. I think the best viewing is watching it with people who don't know Star Wars, and you see it for what it is, and you let go of all these reins, let go of all that scrutiny, and see it for the fun that it is. It is a fun movie. Like because forget all the analysis. Like the best review I've seen of the prequels was the over analytical review by Red Letter Media, the Plinkett Reviews. But if you pull back and just watch... Those guys, by the way, gave a great review to this. If uh, you pull back and just watch the movie, and you'll see at the heart what the difference between it and the prequels were. 
the prequels were a lot of political talk and, and the characters were essentially emotionless and boring. And maybe that's the fault of Jedi. I don't know. Well, I think it was a combination but of two things. But this one, the characters were exciting and fun and the adventures were exuberant. fun. Exuberant. They were very exuberant. Yes, they were animated, man. Same thing in the, in the original 1977 ones. I, I did realize something about the original series. There are two primary uh, sets of characters in the prequels. Um... I didn't mean original series. I mean one, two, and three. In the prequels, you're dealing with politicians and Jedi. Now, <laughs> they even if, even though Luke, if you look at Luke's sort of transformation over time, he gets more subdued and stoic as he goes a bit. You know what I mean? Um, the progression from sort of like that young exuberance to like I am now a Jedi Knight and I need to control my feelings a bit more. Um, Anybody who's in the prequels who's already a Jedi sort of has this sort of, I don't know, stoic, sombery, monkish kind of feel to them. Um, and the senators, all the senators, always play, try to play their feelings so close and be have this uh, poker face at all times. So you have two uh, groups of uh, character types that just don't have a lot of oomph to them, you know what I mean? So I think that that, that was a very uh, big reason why the prequels don't don't seem to have a lot of uh feel to them you know what i mean it just feels deadpan all right now let me be clear one of the i think um there's a there's a youtube channel called belated media right where the guy on belated media he has the his most popular uh videos are what if the prequels were good episode one two and three and he does his own breakdown rewriting them and the reason why i find a lot of his essential idea is really good is because he sticks with the narrative that's important instead of the fan service it's not the narrative is more important than the fan service because the story will still be solid but one of the things in the narrative is he introduces a non-force user as part of the group that you have to deal with on the on a regular basis owen lars being a a regular guy who's among the soldiers he's a personality i would i would put a little bit of a preface to this and explain the the whole owen lars part yeah owen lars is um he's uh the guy that luke ends up being raised by he's left with him on tatooine his his role in the prequels was actually kind of creepy because a total stranger who the last time you saw him murdered a bunch of sand people and brought a body to owen lars's house to burn it the next time he sees him is somebody's. The next time he he has contact in the movie, someone's bringing that same guy's kid to him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's kind of weird. Um, but um, go to Belated Media and check out his versions of these, and they're really good. And I like. And when I say narratively solid, because it integrates a lot of different character personalities that would make it a little bit more exciting, and plays off of each other a lot better, which would keep it entertaining. They keep the politics low, but they exist, and they're in the background. They're um, like the battle at Starkiller Base. The politics were part of the set piece. Starkiller Base, in many ways, was very important to this and very reminiscent of the Death Star. But it was just a set piece where the important fight wasn't the starfighters having to destroy Starkiller Base. That was just happening. Um, the more important fight was like Kylo Ren versus Finn and Rey. That was a very important thing. And that took precedence over it. And you felt that. Um, another thing that was good with belated media is, uh, there's no reveal in episode three of Vader in the outfit because that's a narrative reveal that happens in Empire Strikes Back. There's also no reveal of the names of the kids or that there are twins. There's just 
children are born, they don't specify how many in number. You'll assume there's two. The cam you'll assume there's one, but the camera shows you two separate kids in two different scenes that if you don't pay attention, you'll mistake and you'll think it's the same kid. So it plays with the narrative so that when the reveal comes up later, it's still a story. Like, there's no surprise for my niece and nephew when they watch one, two, and three, and then four, five, and six. Oh, Luke, I'm your father. Yeah, he knows that. He saw you get put in the armor. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have a sister. Oh, yeah, I know that. They both got named, Luke and Leia. And also, it's kind of weird. The mother's dying words is naming her children instead of, you know? Yeah, why didn't Lars name those kids? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like Bale should have named one and Lars named the other. You know what I mean? But yeah, it, it, it's very much rough. Um, it goes on to explain like there are other ways that the prequels could have been done. And a lot of them are accurate. I mean, it's armchair quarterbacking a bit. Uh, yeah, and that's unfair because, okay, let me start at the top. I'm not trying to take anything from George Lucas. George Lucas is a magnificent uh, person in the, fil- in, the, in, the, in, the, in the field of movies, and he brought so much to movies and as the by creating Star Wars um the creature shops the FX that he's done the THX sound um just the general creation of this universe is a great thing and you can never take that away from him was is he a bit out of touch with the current um is he a bit out of touch with things today yeah he might be and that could have been why the prequels were kind of like the only the only fan base on that are the people who were really ki- little kids and they just focused on the shiny saber fights when they were young and that's why they like it today because the saber fights were amazingly choreographed in the prequels and yes it was they were good kung fu pieces but even kung fu movies have more emotion in their fights my f- problem with even the choreographed saber fights is that no one looked like they were actually trying to kill each other you know, look. Except um, in Samuel L. Jackson's fight versus the Emperor, he looked like he was trying to murder a man. I would do the, if the guy just killed four Jedi just for blinking. Yeah, but that didn't make a difference when Ben's teacher got killed in the first one. Ben was like, "No!" And then you see he's all hyped up, and he just comes out and into dance again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I will say there are a couple of characters that I wanted more time to captain phaseman come on people if you're gonna trot her out in the in the trailers and boba fett, look boba, fett where? Badass, boba fett let her be a badass boba fett where i wouldn't even say what happened just like for crying out loud people oh what about friggin uh, uh um was it tr8r or something tr the stormtrooper comes out traitor that dude cattle, cattle prod stormtrooper oh my god he was amazing <laughs> uh, all in all, I flat out enjoyed this um, this go on Star Wars, and I, and I want to go into it more, but there's not much more to go on this. And like I said, Bo, this one is going to be one of our mini episodes. Anyway, it was fun. I was entertained. I will watch it again. We will speculate till the cows come home. Lots of questions were answered. Many more were made. Uh, the only thing this movie didn't have were Ewoks. I mean, seriously. <laughs> This was a full spoiler-filled review. Uh, for those who have seen it, go see it another time. You know, and go do it, do it now. This is the movie you're looking for. Go. And to those who were fans of the expanded universe, 
I, 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 let's give them a moment. Let's well, give, them, give them a moment of silence. Myself yeah. included. I'm, I was a big fan of. I, the, I, I am as well. You know how I felt about Mario Jade. Just, mm-hmm. She ain't going yet, son. She ain't going yet. A moment of silence. So wow, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. It did Force awaken, Awakened. and if she, she was, if she was the awakening, yeah, it felt like there was a something. See, I think it was Finn. I really do. But we won't know until the next movie. Watch it like three times, people. Watch just watch Finn in the very beginning. Keep your eye on him, and then maybe watch Kylo awoke- Ren looking at Finn. Maybe he awoken her. Maybe she awoke him. Uh, maybe they both have the Force. Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, it did awaken numbers in the box office over a billion dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely awoken wallets. Wow. Um, yeah. and of course, you know, we're gonna have the DVD box set. Yep. That's the thing. Um, in closing, I guess uh, I'd like to say I had a blast. I'll have more blasts. We can talk about, we can do so many minisodes just on this thing, breaking it down bit by bit. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. Um, at this point, I think I'd like, uh, anybody who's gonna find this, please, uh, if you want us to talk about certain aspects of this, just leave it in the comments. Um, yes, the RSS from- feed is, is fixed. You'll be able to actually leave comments and, uh, uh, send us information on what you want to see, what you want to hear talk about. There will, there is a Facebook page. Um, uh, uh, uh I think it's, uh, Geek OT Week on Facebook. That uh, you can go there, leave your comments, tell us what you want to hear, and such. Uh, and uh, we will have more. Shout out. Uh, yeah, yeah, may the force be with you. May the force be with you. See ya. Later. I will see you later. Bye bye. Later. I will see you later. Bye bye. See y'all later.